Hello and welcome to the spiritual travels of a firewolf. I am here at an undisclosed location covered in slobber and dog hair and sand and dirt and sweat and I feel good. It is Mother's Day. I'm here with my friend Spirit the dog. We're chilling and i if you would have asked me two weeks ago that I'd be here, I would have been like, you're crazy. And I'm here, and I'm surrounded by the mountains and the desert. And it's been a bittersweet experience because two years ago, on Mother's Day, I started this little podcast. It does not have... <laughs> It does not have a huge listenership, but a steady listenership. And I am grateful for that. And now I just noticed two gigantics. Well, not gigantic. They're like, they're probably like small, but I don't know what kind of spiders they are. Just right across the wall from me. Um, I am here... I can't believe two years ago, we were all stuck in fear quarantine with our thoughts. And yesterday, I I drove from Texas to Joshua Tree in one night, and I got in the next day on Saturday. So I left Friday night, and I got in to 29 Palms, California, Saturday afternoon. Stopped at one of my favorite places to get coffee, which is in 29 Palms. It's called the Jelly Donut. Uh, Don't be fooled by the name. There are actually two. There's one in Joshua. No, there's one in um, Yucca Valley, and there's one in 29 Palms. And the Jelly Donut in 29 Palms is one of my favorite places on the planet to eat because I'm a huge fan of pho, pho soup. And even on the hottest days, even if it's 100 degrees, if I have a craving for soup, I will crave jelly donut, Vietnamese coffee, and vegetarian pho. It's the most delicious in the world, in my opinion. And I've eaten a lot of pho around all over, even yeah, all over the world I've eaten pho, and it's my favorite, so I had to stop there when I got in, and driving into Joshua Tree from the east to the west route, I always take a highway that's called Rice Road that leads to um, uh, 29 Palms Highway, and it's like, thank you, spirit, he's like loud, um, But the drive is, you have to pee and make sure you have enough gas to get through the desert. I have, on accident, taken Highway 177 into Joshua Tree uh, with not enough gas. And it was a gamble through the desert. But you were out in the middle of the mountains by yourself and you're with your thoughts. And the whole trip, the whole travels... Uh, was really, I I don't quite know right now. Like, when you're in the middle of the travel, it's really hard to know why 
One is being called to travel. I have friends that go on their sojourns. I have friends that are international right now that are on their own travels. But for me, the desert seems to be what has been calling me for the last two years. And it's just interesting that this podcast began on Mother's Day. And I am now here, sitting here on Mother's Day recording. It's probably, it's not going out on Mother's Day, but it is definitely an homage to the little desert lighthouse slash spaceship that I lived in on 706 Borland Pass in 29 Palms Joshua Tree. Uh, I went up to check on the house, which I checked on where the house, where this podcast began, uh, was my little quarantine house. It was a perfect little space, unfortunately had to get sold and led me to being on the road until I had my car accident. Um, I checked on the house in August before I went to Texas and there had been a trailer put onto the property, which I fucking hated. It's disgusting. Now, I'm angry. My anger, I've actually been sitting with my heart anger this whole day about this house and this property and also recognizing how grateful I am for where I'm at in life as well. But to understand my anger is to understand the power of the Mojave Desert, the power of the fact that where I stay and where I'm staying right now, I'm 100% in Mojave lands. These are native spirit lands. I am a white person on these lands. I try my best to respect these lands. I'm not perfect. Obviously, you have to clean your water. You have to use soap. You have to get things and try and be as leave as little of a footprint as possible but you know i'm i'm guilty of drinking out of straws and plastic cups and even my trip from texas to here you know i had four iced coffees um i tried to keep everything kind of in a you know in four big bottles of water so you know i'm not guilt i'm not I'm not not guilty of of these things and I try my best but also like you can only do what you can do and and part of that is understanding that when I lived up in the desert lighthouse on 706 Borland I should I keep saying my anger just has me keep saying the address and I know it's somebody else's address right now but when I drove up there and saw it again I, and I'm here to take care of a friend's dog. Um, so shout out to Charles, who's in the hospital right now, but who does listen. So I send you blessings and hopefully good spirits. And literally your dog spirit is with me. Um, your property is gorgeous, but the little desert pink, purple, and blue lighthouse that I lived in was my haven and it was my it was a lady Candace's house and I rented the house from her and she unfortunately had to foreclose or unfortunately it had to be sold um due to problems associated with the pandemic and living in California and all these things and all the terrible expenses that do come along with living in the state of California 
So I checked on the land on my way out of California, on my way to Austin to pay respect. And when I saw the Airstream trailer placed in the drive of the land, I was like, oh, I hope they don't do anything else. And of course, you know, my heart is broken right now because I'm disappointed and upset, but it's not my property to build on. When he walked out at the front door, there was just a slab of square concrete as a porch because the entire house itself was just, you know, a box house, super small, bathroom, one bedroom, very much. The only thing that really was built out into the desert was a septic tank, and that was it. They didn't put anything extra on that land. It was very much just a drop of a house in the desert. The desert was straight up. You open the front door, the desert's right there. It's all the way up to the house. And there was, you know, foliage and cactus and animals that would come up to the front porch. I had jackrabbits, snakes, um, gopher snakes, um, coyotes, all kinds of animals because it was their land. It's not it's not my, it's not our, it, you know, it's their land. This is their desert. And when I got up there, it couldn't have looked more like what's being built. It looks like it's straight up out of a Joshua Tree Instagram influencer's house. They had torn apart. Basically, they kept the foundation of the house and they tore it all up and built out into the desert to the point that All the trees around the house and foliage and cactus, the mini cactus that lived up against the house and the little heart rocks garden that Candace had made was all just wiped away and a a full stone porch is being built. And it's being updated to kind of look like how everybody with their influencer hats and hey, look at us, we're on a spiritual retreat in Joshua Tree, like, we're beautiful people from LA type situation going on, and I sat with my thoughts today, I went, I sat outside and kind of watched San Jacinto Mountain, and I sat there with the dog and thought about it, it was like, well, there's like, my, my dream would be to one day just get cash and pay the owner's cash and be like get the fuck out of this off this land get the fuck out of this land and then you know plant as many plants as I can to replenish the land but it's not it's not my call and and I understand this fundamentally but that's where this podcast was born and I've been thinking about this lately, like if comedy, is, if I'm the mother of my of my dream, which is stand-up comedy, which is what I, I didn't come here to do, I don't know why I'm really here. I do have a loose comedy schedule written out, but I have, I have Spirit with me and he, he can't come to comedy shows. But today I went to the grocery store and when I came back, he was like pressed up against the gate waiting for me. I was like, did you move at all? Did you 
did you did you move from the spot at all like he won't I feel like it's hard to like want to leave a dog behind I can't so I have to figure out my comedy schedule while I'm here for the next few weeks with spirit and he might he might be coming to 29 palms with me who who knows uh to do some stand-up comedy but for the next few weeks i'm gonna be on a real spiritual sojourn real spiritual travels of firewolf here and a huge piece of what i i was listening to a said guru thing that came on when i was driving here and it was about the heaviness oh it was brasha there's a astrologer named brasha and I was listening to one of her videos about the upcoming lunar total lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And she was talking about the heaviness of the heart and how Mott is, you know, before you descend into the other life, um, they measure the heaviness of your heart. And my heart has been so heavy since I left since I left the desert the first time. Um And I realized that since I've been here, my body doesn't feel the same as it did when I was here the first time. It has gone through a lot of heartbreaks and a lot of heart wounds and a lot of heart healing. But it's almost like I was so in survival mode that I forgot about my heart or that my heart had been locked behind this stone wall, which is what's being built in front of this house that was my dream house and it's so interesting to me because a huge piece of me has always been like do I deserve a house of my own does I deserve and that was my dream house and when you see your dream house that you have to leave literally demolished and being built to look like a cookie cutter fashion no fashionistas watch us with our rosé and our you know, picture-esque house. It was perfect the way it was. And I kind of see that as the truth of, of, of life is like when things are perfect the way they are, nature is perfect the way it is. The desert's perfect the way it is. It doesn't need to look like a fucking Instagram model house. It can look like an old school squatter home with love. I don't know. I'm I'm recording this currently in a state of like shock. <laughs> in a state of anger, in a state of feeling like this is the society we live in, this predatory, exploitative culture that just thinks, oh, we can just put bricks over nature and everything will be fine. You can't just put bricks over nature. Nature is nature. But, you know, the download that I got was nature at that house will find a way and if spirit called in that family to move there then there's a reason and the plants will regrow and the animals will figure their way out and 
Um, you know, I hope they enjoy ant season. <laughs> Can't stop the ants from migrating up there. But that makes me sad because they all lost their home too. So sucks. For like two weeks during the summer, flying ants migrate through that part of the desert and they mate and their path was the house. And unfortunately, they would just figure out their way through the chimney vents. And I had to just leave a path for them and they would come through the chimney vents and they would go out the front door and... For two weeks, they just had this flying ant migratory path through the house, and I just came up with a compromise. All the dead ones, I would vacuum up, and, you know, the live ones that were still in migration, I'd allow them to pass through the house and coexist with them because it was their territory ultimately, and that was what would happen, and all of their piles built up around the house. But after like a week and a half, two weeks, the migratory path started getting less and less and there were less dead ants in the house and then they went away. And that's the the first week I lived in that house, it was covered in, in gray moths. And I did the same thing with them. It was it was their territory, and I just, I, I knew they had its season, and I just allowed them to pass through the house and knew it was, I was in their territory, and I respected them, and they went away, and I cleaned up the dead moths with the vacuum cleaner, and you just do that. And that's what this desert is. You're in nature's territory. You're in native territory. This is you can't put a, you can't put a price on that and i that's why this is the mother's war because i'm guilty of it too like you have to make everything look so perfect online that it like is like a poison you know AI tech, it is a poison. We are in a compromise. This is the mother's war. And this is uh, the spiritual travels of a firewolf. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Comedy-wise, I'm out here in the desert. If you're out in California and you're in the Coachella Valley, Palm Desert, 29 Palms, Joshua Tree, Apple Valley, I'll be doing stand-up out here. And I'll probably not be advertising where I'm at for just because I'm working on bits and I'll end up in LA when I end up in LA it'll happen but I'm going to be focusing on punching out some bits that I wrote in Austin I have to really redirect another bit that I have been doing and I've gotten so used to it and I feel like it's I feel like it's a little, it, it needs a lot more work. And so my comedy day starts Wednesday of this week, Mercury's Day. Most likely this podcast will go out on that day. And in the meantime, you can catch me on my live streams, Trust Your Glitter. That'll be every Sunday. Times will change due to 
time zones and my work schedule. So I'll be posting that. So check me out at Trust Your Glitter on Instagram and I'll be here. I'll be talking tarot. You can ask me questions. It'll be fun. Fun times. Happy Mother's Day. Take care.